0: So in terms of diagnosis, there's a wealth of information you can get from charities and from the healthcare professionals. But very quickly, the diagnosis turns into a series of treatments. So how was that for you, Viv? Well, because my cancer had gone into the lymph nodes, it meant that I needed to have chemotherapy. But obviously, first of all, um, I actually had keyhole surgery um, to remove half of my colon. Um, so that was quite... Uh, not too invasive because it was only three little marks in my belly um, and that's how they managed to take out that part of the colon, so that was fine. The chemotherapy was a totally totally different uh, kettle of fish to be honest. Um, it was quite an aggressive form. It was two two chemotherapy drugs, fluorosil and oxaliplatin. It meant that I had a, a pick line in my arm for six months um, and every other week I went to the hospital for some chemotherapy there, but also came away with what I can only describe as like in between a jam jar and a baby's bottle attached to my arm, which had a little balloon of the drugs in, and over two days, that sort of was pumped into my arm. But, but I think the what people don't understand is quite, uh, not just the invasive of the drugs, you have to go to the hospital so many times. Now fortunately, I only live maybe four or five miles away from the hospital. But it would be going to the hospital to have my bloods checked, going to the hospital to have my pick line flushed, going to the hospital to have four hours' worth of the chemotherapy drugs, um, go home with the bottle attached to me, go back to the hospital two days' time to get that taken off. So it's not actually just I'm having chemotherapy. It's the logistics of getting to and fro from the hospital. Um, now, I was fortunate uh, in as much as my, my husband had been a police officer, he retired, he was on a part-time job and he stopped his work as soon as I was diagnosed. And uh, he then was available to take me to the hospital all the time. Um, I can drive, but obviously, as Stephanie said, one of the um, after effects of taking the chemotherapy is fatigue, tiredness, just really don't feel like doing anything much at all. And obviously when you've got this spot attached yeah. to you, it's actually not very easy trying to change gear when you've got this line in uh, in your arm. So that's that's just sort of quite the minor part of, uh, of, of managing it really. But uh, apart from all of that, uh, there are quite a lot of side effects to the chemotherapy drugs that I was on. Uh, apart from fatigue, uh, tiredness, um, also, the oxalic is a form of platinum and it actually starts killing off your nerves and in the, in the tipsy fingers and toes. Um, so, it meant that I had numbness and tingling, very extreme sensitivity to cold. So, I couldn't go in the fridge and get anything out of the fridge. I couldn't even take wet washing out of the washing machine because it hurt my hands too much. Um, when we went out for walks, because I did try and keep active, Um, I went with uh, those things that you can hold in your hands, hand warmers, um, to to keep warm, gloves on, fluffy socks. um, But I have to say, I did walk as much as I could. As much as I didn't feel very well, on the days that I didn't do anything, they were the days I felt much worse. Also, I carried on working through my chemotherapy. So the week I had chemotherapy, I didn't go into work. But the week I wasn't on chemotherapy, I went into work. So I had massive support. I only did four hours a day. I had massive support for my work colleagues as well. Um, So stuff like that. One of the other things I really disliked. one of my favorite drinks is orange juice. I couldn't drink anything cold. Um, It felt like thorns in my throat, absolutely horrible. Um, So I had to have everything lukewarm, which is (laughs) orange juice, lukewarm, it's not nice at all. Um, so that was, uh, and I actually didn't have the full twelve um, episodes of the Sally because it was it was mm-hmm. killing off uh, the, nail. the nerves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the peripheral neuropathy, as it's termed, um, was getting too bad. And if it had carried on for any longer, it might there was permanent damage. Yeah. Um, there's, I've got very very slight, not quite right in the, in the fingers and toes, but uh, yeah. So that, but, you know, I had six months' worth of of that um, through that. Um, I did a marathon 16 weeks after, so I did keep my training up um, as best I could when I was having chemotherapy, and that was key, Mm. active, keeping active. Mm. I think, in my head, by keeping moving, it was moving the poison, the magic poison, as I called it, round my body and, and meant my body was getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. better, obviously, hopefully doing what it's meant to be doing, but yeah. Yeah, I agree, and I think it's about the blood flow as well, yes. remember oxygenation, getting plenty of oxygen to your organ, to your brains, to your liver, you know, everywhere. This is also something we check when the patient comes before treatment, we check your, uh, your saturation. Uh, and I think exercise will definitely help the saturation of oxygen in your body. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I'm guessing it doesn't
0: have to be a marathon or anything. No. It could, it could be something much less. Yeah, you could, you have a dog, take your dog out. You know, just have a even a walk is fine. Yes, just fresh air. Even if it's just a five minute, if you're not used to walking, even a five minute walk, you know, maybe twice, three times a day. Yeah. Or, you know, build it yeah. up. Deborah, in terms of treatment and um, the kind of research into, into the best forms of, of treatment currently. Um, Vivian mentioned um, how exercise seems to be helping her in her course treatments. Has there been any research into that? Has, has that been found to be beneficial to people? Well, interestingly, um, the the orthodoxy is really that when you undergo very aggressive treatments, you it's rest. It's about resting and not about putting. Um, extra loads on your body, and actually, that orthodoxy is now starting to change a little bit. But uh, it will be interesting to see and very interesting anecdotally to hear about Viv's um, own experience of, of keeping going and, and, and keeping going while, while you're um, undergoing that, that regime of, of chemotherapy. So, I think that you know there's nothing um, substantive uh, in terms of an evidence base yet, but I think it will be coming. In, um, some point in the future, so I think the way that that we will treat pe- patients within within the system will actually change quite radically, potentially within the next five and, five to ten years. I mean, treatment is not easy, mm. and it can be grueling. And um, the role of Beating Bell cancers online forum is fantastic in terms of patients sharing their lived experience of treatment. And the tips and tricks that help them deal with some of the challenges of that treatment, because everyone is different. Mm-hmm. But when you've got you know thousands of people sharing their experience, you know things like um, how it affects your your taste buds or your you know the the numbness and so on, mm-hmm. and then how you can cope with that. The Impact of that peer support is fantastic. So certainly, I would recommend people looking to the online forum for supports through throughout the cancer journey. Actually, we do have a a BMAC tutor. We have once a month um, up something called upfront. It's a monthly meetup. I don't know if you are aware of that one. Um, so people who have been through a cancer journey, they will meet up or oh, our teams through the cancer journey. Um, they will meet up once a month in a massive room at the hospital. and It's just uh, we bring cakes and drinks and we just have a chat and we just get advice from each other. And uh, It works really well and I think it helps people mentally as well and emotionally. That's the end of this part of the discussion. If you want more information, look out for the other episodes in this series and visit our website at bmihealthcare.co.uk look out for the Be Bowel Cancer Aware campaign page where you can download our awareness guide.